0: Hello everyone, Jenny B here, back for another episode of The Little Drummer Girl, and today I want to talk about learning. Just learning. I know, it seems like a really simple concept, but uh, I think as we get older and older, or maybe I'm aging myself, maybe I'm the only old one listening to this. But I think we tend to stop learning and I don't think that's a good idea. So I'm a total nerd, total school nerd, science geek, research dork. I was never the popular kid in school. I was just a nerd. I loved history and science and I didn't love math. I'm better with it now, but at the time I didn't love it. I loved literature, you know, all of those things. And um, (laughs) I'm not ashamed of it anymore and I think When I was in school, so when any of us are in school, when we're school age, whether it's middle school or high school, uh, I think it's just not cool to be the smart kid, right? Like we all make fun of the dorks or make fun of the nerds or whatever, and um, I was the nerd, so I wasn't the one making fun of the nerds, I was the one people were making fun of. And um, I just think it's interesting because I think the saying is really true where like you know where they say be nice to the geek in your class because someday they're gonna be your boss <laughs> and I think there's a lot of truth to that so anyway uh, I want to talk about learning because I think it's really important and I think it's something that we tend to stop doing over time so when you're in school when you're young um, it's not the cool thing to do um, especially for girls and I think like I don't want to open that can of worms but I think it is very different for girls than it is for boys because I think girls are kind of conditioned, like our society conditions us to like, don't raise your hand, don't be the smartest kid, don't show off your abilities or whatever, you know, like leave that for the boys. You're supposed to sit there and look pretty. And so I kind of did that when I was in school, kind of did, kind of didn't. Like I wasn't outspoken and, you know, showing off my nerdiness, but I wasn't going to just sit there and look pretty either I was I was going to be smart and get straight A's I was the kid that like cried if I got an a minus on a report card because that meant that I wasn't perfect and it took a long time to realize that no you're not perfect and you never will be and there's no chance of that so luckily my parents taught me um, not to put stock in other people's opinions not to worry about what other people thought of me and it wasn't a disrespectful like, go and do whatever you want to do and just you do you and you be yourself and it doesn't matter what anybody else thinks. It wasn't necessarily that because I do think when people say that little catchphrase, you do you, I think it can give a false sense of security to like, well, you can literally do whatever the heck you want and it doesn't matter because that's not true either. You still have to be respectful and I'm not saying follow social norms, but I am saying like be respectful to the other people that are around you because you're not the only human that is there. So anyway, I digress. So my parents told me not to put a lot of stock in other people's opinions of me. And so I didn't really mind being the geek or being the nerd. I didn't mind the fact that I wasn't the cool kid. I wasn't the popular kid. I didn't hang out with the cheerleaders or the football players, any of those things. I didn't mind being the band geek. I was a band geek, you know, all those things. And I think looking back, I still don't mind, like right now. Even now sometimes I'm the nerdy kid in the room and it's okay, I don't mind being that. So then I got to college and when I was in college I studied, I played music, I worked at a restaurant. And I traveled a lot and I didn't go to frat parties. I didn't do a lot of social events. I did go to some football games because I love football, but I didn't do a lot of the other social events just because I was busy working. And you know, what I wanted to do, I was more interested in seeing the world. And in order to do that, I needed money. And in order to get the money, I had to work. And so I worked when I was in college. So I got up at like six o'clock in the morning. I was at school by 7.30. I was a commuter. I didn't live on campus, so I had to drive to school. I was there by about 7.30 for my eight o'clock classes every day and all my friends made fun of me when i was in in college you know they were like oh my god 8 a.m classes why are you doing that that's so dumb like why don't you go into class at like 10 or 11 or 12 like we do and some of them even didn't even go to class until you know 1 or 2 o'clock in the afternoon which worked really well for them but it wasn't going to work for me because i knew i had to start my day early in order to be done early enough i think my last class ended at like 3 or 3:30 30 because i had to be to work at 5 again i worked at a restaurant i had to be there at 5 o'clock And I worked, you know, 5 to 10, 5 to 11, and went home, went to bed, got up, and did it again the next day. But I knew that that was how I was going to make the money to be able to travel and go to the different countries I wanted to go to um, in the summertime. Or if we did band trips or whatever. Um, I was a percussion major in college. And uh, for those of you that don't know what percussion is, it means drums. And hence the uh, name of the podcast. So! That's what I did when I was in college. I just studied a lot and worked a lot and I made a lot of good friends, but I wasn't I wasn't the party kid on campus for sure. So now as a professional working adult, I find myself really intrigued by really smart people. So I ask tons of questions, I try to listen intently, um, and I try to heed their advice because for the most part, If they've already been there, done that, they've already made all the mistakes. And if you've got that kind of a relationship with them, they're going to tell you all the mistakes to avoid. And I think that is way more efficient and a way better way to spend my time than trying to figure it out on my own. Now, that's not to say that figuring things out on your own isn't also a good thing. And we'll talk about that in a little bit. But I do really gravitate towards smart people, and I wanna learn, or smart maybe isn't the word, experienced people, people with wisdom, people that are older than me, more than likely older than me, some are younger, but for the most part, people that have more wisdom and more experience than you are generally older than you, and that's fine. So I gravitate towards people who have done things that I've never done. And I want to learn from them. So they've been somewhere that I've never been. I want to hear that experience from them. I want to hear what it was like to go to. I've never been to Greece. You know, I'd love to go to Greece. And if I find out that somebody's been there, I'm like, oh my gosh, tell me about it. Like, where did you stay? What did you do? What did you learn? What was it like? You know, those kinds of things. Share, show me pictures. You know, what, what, what was it like? Because I get really excited to learn new things. And I think that's the whole purpose of, of being alive is just learning new things and learning from other people. So, it is what month is this? September of 2020, and we are all in the middle of this pandemic. Hopefully, towards the end of it, I don't know. COVID nineteen shut everything down. So back in March, uh, we shut down, and I started learning how to do podcasts and websites and blogs and blah 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 blah. And so. I think there was a nice mix of learning from someone else and also learning things on my own. And I think that's always an important thing. So developing the independence to go and find the information and figure it out on your own is equally as important as heeding the advice of someone who's already done it before you. So I did a little mix of that. Like I asked various people that I knew that had already done things like that. And um, I have you know, kind of a career coach, mentor, whatever you want to call it. Um, that helped me a lot with that kind of stuff. but it's it's really important to have a mix of both those things because number one, if you just spend your whole life doing whatever everybody else tells you to do, you're never really gonna learn what you're actually capable of. But if you spend all your time researching and trying to figure things out on your own, uh, you could end up wasting a lot of time when you could have just, you know, taking somebody else's advice or let somebody else tell you how to do something. So I do that mostly with like technical stuff. I'm like, no, 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 just like show me how to do it. I don't need to spend hours on the internet trying to figure that out. Just tell me how to do it because I have a bigger strategy and a bigger, you know, bigger vision in mind than me sitting on the internet for two hours trying to figure out how to change something on a website or whatever. So I think it's important to balance those two things. So school age, not cool to be smart. College age, it depends on what your major is, I think. And then as a professional, I think it is critical. I think that's kind of the turning point when we're all like, oh, yeah, maybe I should learn from other people. Like, I don't know everything. And it is a waste of time to try to act like I know everything. So I think engaging with mentors uh, can be a really helpful thing. And I don't mean mentors in like the super cheesy, like, let me meet with you once a month and talk about, not like, that's, I've been in mentor programs like that and those are absolutely ridiculous and not helpful. When I say mentor, I mean, Someone that I can text at 10 o'clock at night because I'm struggling with something. Or someone I can pick up the phone and call and say, hey, this other company just reached out to me with a job offer and I don't know what to do and I don't know how to read this contract or I don't know what to ask them for. You know, that kind of a mentor. Some people call them career coaches, which I think they can be definitely two different things, but they can also be the same person um, or the same thing. So career coaches, a lot of times, you know, in in the... formal sense are like, here's how you write a cover letter. Here's how you write your resume here, are, you know, here's how you negotiate for a new salary, those kinds of things versus a mentor being like, yeah, I don't think that's a company, that company is going to be a good fit for you because of your personality. And so I think there is a difference between them, but I think sometimes they can be the same person. Just depends on, on where you are in your career. I also depend on my senior leaders a lot. I like to learn from them. Um, And your senior leaders in your organization, I mean, obviously they've done a good job, hopefully have done a good job to get to where they are. Uh, And you can learn a lot from them in terms of what the organization or what the industry is looking for in order for you to grow in your career, if that's an aspiration that you have. Um, So senior leaders, I, I try to learn as much from them as I can. And I've, I learned over the years to really lean on my peers that are doing the same job as me. So in my prior organization, when I was at the Y and I was an executive director, well, there were 12 other executive directors in the association. And so if I was struggling with something, there was absolutely no reason other than pride that you wouldn't pick up the phone and call another exec that's good at the thing that you're bad at. So uh, there was one exec that was like phenomenal at fundraising. So I would call him all the time because he was just super helpful in, you know, teaching me the things I didn't know. And there was another one that was really good at holding her staff team accountable and setting clear expectations and clear goals. And You know, when I struggled with things like that, I would call her and be like, Hey, what did you use? You know, how did you have this conversation? How did you frame it? And she would help me with that. And I think that's important because it helps you not reinvent the wheel. If someone is doing something really well, there's no reason for you to try to reinvent the wheel when you could just take their philosophy or their technique or their method and kind of tweak it to make it your own and then run with it. It makes way more sense to do that in my mind because time is definitely money. And I know that's kind of a cliche saying, but in my world, time is definitely money. Um, And then I think learning from your direct reports is also really important. So the people that, that report directly to you is really important to learn from them. I try to always, always, always hire people that are smarter than me. I want to hire smarter people because they're going to bring stuff to the team that I can't bring to the team. And that's just all there is to it. So learning from them and taking their advice and listening to their opinions and what they think we should be doing, it's eye-opening, to say the least. Other ways to continue learning, whether it's your professional life or personal development, um, books, podcasts, Blogs, websites, you know, there are so many ways. Conferences, all of these different things. Go to lectures, TED Talks, all these different kinds of things are ways to keep learning. And it's not always business. It doesn't have to be learning about business or professional things or whatever. If you learn how to be a better communicator, that's not just gonna help you in the office. That's going to help you at home. That's going to help you with your spouse, with your kids, with your your colleagues. You know, it's going to help you in a lot of different ways. Other family members that maybe you haven't communicated well with in the past. So communication is something, it sounds like a very business kind of thing to learn, but if you think about it, you communicate on a daily basis with people in all different facets of your life. So why wouldn't you want to make your communication skills better? So... I think the last piece of the puzzle, so you've got when you're in school, when you're in college, when you're a professional. I think the last piece of the puzzle and probably the most important piece of the puzzle is just as a human, as a human being, never stop learning. And what I mean by that is travel, learn a language, learn about culture, learn about music, food, history, all of those things. When I talk about traveling, like... I know not everybody wants to go overseas or go out of the country or whatever, like I am a die-hard American, I love America, but I also really, really value the experiences that I've gotten from traveling all over the world. So I have been to five continents, there are seven total, so I've got two left, I've never been to Asia, and I've never been to Antarctica, so those are the two that I'm aiming for. But in between there, there's a whole bunch of other countries on continents that I have been to that I still want to go to. But when you travel and you see other places, whether it's just a different state or a different city or a completely different country, you learn things that you didn't know that you didn't know. So the world is much bigger than what you think it is if you've never been outside your hometown or your state or your country. It is vastly different. So I, I always like to take the approach of like going somewhere where I'm gonna learn something I'm going to be enlightened by something, or I'm going to be made to feel small. So when I was standing at the foot of the Great Pyramids in Egypt, I felt like a speck of sand in that desert, right? I felt small. When I was standing at the bottom of the Eiffel Tower, again, I felt small. When I was standing on the rim of the Grand Canyon looking out over this amazing thing that God built, I just felt small. And that's not... I didn't feel small in a way that was belittled. I felt small in a way that was humbling, right? And humility is one of the most important traits you can have as a human being. And so I encourage you to travel, even if it's just inside your own state or inside the United States, if you're listening from the States, if you're listening from somewhere else. Travel inside your country if you're not comfortable leaving the country. But travel. like Go and meet people who are different than you. Languages, languages are huge. Um, I speak Spanish and my Spanish-speaking friends giggle when I say that. I I am not fluent and my Spanish is not perfect. It is very broken, but I can get around in a Spanish-speaking country with very little problem. I can read a Spanish Facebook post or Instagram post and know what it says. I can communicate. Um, I was at a facility a couple years ago. I was working at a facility that was going through renovation. And I was able to speak to the Spanish-speaking subcontractors with no problem. Like I could tell them what I needed and what color and where and why and how and what time and all those things. And they were like dumbfounded when they realized that that I could speak Spanish. So that was really cool. Uh, I think another example of that, when I was in France, gosh, it's probably been... 10 or 15 years now, but when I was in France, when I was in Paris, I learned very quickly that if you greeted the locals, if I greeted the locals in French, they were more likely to help me in English, and I think it was just basically that I wasn't being presumptuous as an American and saying, you know, if I said hello to them, they basically turned their nose up to me, but if I said bonjour, they would say, ha ha ha, I speak English, right? And so it was just having that respect for them to say, I'm going to try. Like, I don't speak French, but I have a little book, a little translator, and I'm going to (laughs) try to speak French to you. And they appreciated the effort. And I think that's a really important piece of the puzzle as well. As a human, when you travel, try to communicate with them as much as you can in their native language. Because they're going to appreciate that just like you appreciate when people are in your country that they you know, communicate to you in your language. You know, I think it goes both ways. And I think feeling comfortable in kind of laughing through it. Um, a lot of times the subcontractors would just giggle and they appreciated the effort, even though my, my Spanish was a little messed up, they, they would giggle and I would giggle and we were fine and we'd give each other a high five and and move on with life. But we both were trying to communicate with one another in a way that was comfortable for the other one. And that's vastly important as well. So the other pieces of just learning as a human being, cultures, music, food, history, all of those things, particularly if you're going to travel, you need to learn a lot of those things before you go. So if I hadn't spent as much time as I did learning about the Arabic culture and the Egyptian culture before I went to Egypt, I feel like the my interactions with the locals would have been very different than what they were so i learned a lot before i left i learned that i didn't always have to have a head covering on or i did i could wear a short sleeve shirt if i wanted to i didn't like a lot of the you know the cultural things that we think are true about another country aren't necessarily true and so i learned a lot before i went and then they saw me attempting to engage with them on that level and then they they thought it was charming or, or sweet or whatever. The, I don't even know the right word. But but they felt like I was making an effort, and so they made even more of an effort to help me understand and to help me feel comfortable in a culture and a country where I definitely couldn't speak the language. I learned a few words uh, before I got there, but they they helped me immensely to kind of feel comfortable moving around in the space or in the, in the country by myself. Um, so I think that's really important, too. You've just got to realize that you are super small and that the world is very big and the world is very different when you get outside your hometown or your comfort zone. And what do they say? There's that saying, um, life begins at the end of your comfort zone for sure. Like go somewhere where you can't speak the language, see how uncomfortable you feel and then like try to figure it out and be humble while you're there. So I wanna leave you with one closing thought. You will never be more human than when you view the world through the eyes of someone who doesn't speak act, believe, or look like you. And I'm going to say that again. I'll say a little slower. I know I talk too fast. You will never be more human than when you view the world through the eyes of someone who doesn't speak, act, believe, or look like you. And what I say when I'm saying that, what I'm trying to say when I say that is that learning is a critical part of the human condition. Today, yesterday, tomorrow, and forevermore. The more you can learn, the more time you can spend learning, whether it's learning about yourself and making yourself more productive, learning about someone else and how you can help them, learning about another culture or another country, All of those things just contribute to making you a better human being, a more well-rounded human being, and someone who can have a really positive impact on the world. Because at the end of the day, I firmly believe none of us are trying to have a negative impact on the world. We all want to have a positive impact, and learning is one of the ways that we can do that. I hope you guys have a great day. Jenny B, signing out.